Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Geekscapers, welcome to a brand new Geekscape podcast. I'm Jonathan London, your host. If this is your first Geekscape, strap yourselves in for some pop culture talk. Movies, video games, comic books, TV, all of that pop culture goodness that you can fit in your noggin. Um, this is a bit of a different episode. This is a video-less, uh, <laughs> audio-only episode, uh, and it is a compilation of conversations I had uh, this weekend at Pasadena Comic Con. Our friend Scott Zillner was nice enough to give us two press passes to Pasadena Comic Con. I know that some of our other podcasters were there. I didn't actually see Ben Juan of Superhero Stuff You Should Know, but he told me he was there. That would have been awesome to meet up with him. But Heidi, my wife and I, we went and uh, walked around a bit. It was Heidi's first time at Pasadena Comic Con. And I'd been talking in recent weeks, as early as this uh, last week's episode, about cool local cons and Pasadena was definitely one of them last year and so I wanted to check it out again and bring Heidi along for the ride. Um, Heidi, you'd only really experienced LA Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con, the big cons. What did you think of Pasadena? It reminded me of Star Trek Las Vegas in a way because Star Trek Las Vegas is still a really big like, um, oh yeah, it's like a big Star Vegas Trek hotel, con, yeah. But like, it, it it was like the the floor is much more manageable. Yeah, it's really just like merchants and autograph signings, right? Yeah, it was nice. And there's wide aisles, and people aren't like keep it moving when you stop to talk to <laughs> friends. You know, the security's not coming through trying to make you move out of the way. Yeah, I think we had a good time. It was really manageable. And uh, Scott was super nice in getting us passes. I miss my $2.08 fee friends, uh, Zach and Dustin, who were there last year doing a Megaforce panel. Uh, they weren't there. There were no panels this year. That being said, it was not without some awesome experiences. Uh, you are going to hear some of that now on the podcast. Uh, some of the highlights. I got to meet the last dragon, Tymok. He was awesome and super nice, uh, so I'll have him lead off this episode, but hang tight. We got some awesome stuff, like Gigi Edgy from, uh, Edgley from uh, Farscape, Geekscape. There would be no Geekscape without Farscape, because it's, at least there, it wouldn't be called Geekscape, because it's named after Farscape. Uh, our good friend Tone Rodriguez shares some Tyrese stories that somehow we haven't heard in the last 12 years, uh, and uh, I got to meet my friend, my new friend, James Duvall from Doom Generation and Donnie Darko and uh, tons of other movies like Independence Day. Gone in 60 Seconds. Gone in 60 Seconds, which we just watched, and we will talk about that uh, when we talk. Uh, and I, it was just a good con to catch up with friends, make some new friends, and all that. So, Tymok, why don't you lead us off 
with a brand new Geekscape. Geekscape, is, this is Jonathan here at Pasadena Comic Con. I'm here with a true warrior, the last of his kind, the last dragon, Tymok. Yeah, how's everybody doing? You know, I'm still in the jungle and uh, chopping down trees. And uh, yeah. <laughs> Tymok. Doing my best. Give us a. This is Tymok, and you're listening to Geekscape. This is Tymok, aka Bruce Leroy with the glow, you know. This is Geekscape. Shout out for you guys. Keep it glowing. Keep it glowing. Nice and smooth. Geekscape, as you know that I named this entire operation off of my favorite sci-fi show of all time, Farscape. Farscape turned into Geekscape, and I'm here with one of the stars of Farscape, and now a friend, Gigi Esley. How are you? I'm awesome. I love Pasadena Comic Con. I love the convention family. We're one big, beautiful, happy tribe, and I'm honored to be a part of it. It's kind of cool, right? Like, it's not San Diego, it's not WonderCon, it's not one of these bigger ones. I think you said it best, it is the accessible con where you see friends, where you see family, and it's, it's bite-sized, but that makes it more digestible. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Scotty Zillner, Steve Wyatt, everyone that puts it together. I'm just so... Uh, I've been doing this convention for years now, so I, I, I'm pretty sure I, I come back... At, Every single year. So you might see me stalking you. (laughs) Well, last time I saw you was at this convention. I think the first time, I think the last time I saw you before that was at Bernie's house. There you go. Yeah, I've been busy. I literally like for the last 25 years have been doing, you know, almost back-to-back comic cons. And it's traveled me around the world, meeting amazing people, creating new productions, Still working on the idea that we had a, a while ago. Should we do lunch? Yeah, for sure. Uh, just put out a graphic novel. Well, we're, sorry, we're about to put out the graphic novel. It's in its final stages of uh, illustration right now. And it's called The Edge of Existence. And it's all about my weird and wonderful adventures around the globe. Uh, so that's happening. Been working on music videos. And a lot of the work that I've been uh, creating has been with people that I met on the circuit. Well, you're here at Pasadena. What have you seen here as they're walking? We just saw a Pikachu walk past. Uh, What have you seen that's like, oh, that's a cool costume or, oh, that's a creator that I really like? Ah, let me see. I've seen lots of stormtroopers. I've seen, oh, I saw the prince out of Tangled. I thought that was cool. I like seeing unique and quirky characters like that. There's been a few Darth Vader's around. Uh, What else have we got? Any Farscape characters? Not yet, but the day's still young. I got to tell you, when I saw you over people's heads earlier, 
I thought somebody had your cosplay because their hair was like silver blue. And I was like, oh, she's in the middle of getting an autograph for her character from Farscape. And uh, I turned around and that person was just a punker. Just a punk rocker, probably inspired by Farscape as we all have been over the years. I think if I was to cosplay a character from Farscape, I think Rigel would be the most appropriate, sadly. Because I'm cantankerous. And uh, if I can float around and not walk, I would do it. He is my favorite, but don't tell everybody else that. Well, I, I was having Heidi watch Farscape, and she's like, I hate him. I, th- I, I, I can't stand this guy early on, but then he has his redemption moments, and he has, his bi- he has the biggest heart of anybody. Geekscape is, if you have not seen Farscape, please do. Uh, it's my favorite sci-fi show. Is it going to continue in any form? We're waiting to find out. In 2019, Rockney called me up. And he said, we're going again, we need you. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Let's do San Diego Comic Con, Dragon Con and Wintercon to announce it. So we did with Brian Hansen, Rockney, Crichton, Aaron, Dargo, Grazer, Lani, uh, Captain Craze, myself. And then the world shut down. So I do know it is floating out there in the uncharted territories somewhere and waiting to be manifested. So keep putting the good vibes out there and possibly, frell yeah, we might see it again. Gigi, I actually have a conversation that's like a 20-minute sit-down with Rockney that I have not put on the Geekscape site. It's been edited in Geekscapist. I am so sorry. Like uh, Gigi said, the world froze and it just didn't happen. And I'm going to post that this week and I'll put the interview out between me and Rockney up on the feed. I am so sorry. You just reminded me that that is sitting... In the editor, I saw the editor a year ago, and, he, and we made a point to put it up on the feed for you folks. It's a video. It's a vi- you know, but we now have the YouTube. We're going to be ramping up the YouTube. And uh, Wow. Uh, thank you for reminding me, Gigi. We'll do that, and we'll get that lunch. Please. Nice to hang out. Here's to a magical, awesome, exciting, beautiful year ahead. And if anyone wants to check out my latest work, it's all at ggedgley.com. And I'll see you soon on the circuit. Hello, beautiful family. Geekscapist, I'm here with James Duvall. You know him from Donnie Darko. Maybe you know him from Independence Day. But I just saw him in Gone in 60 Seconds, and I was like, holy crap, that's James Duvall right there. He's working with legends Nicolas Cage. I love that movie. I had never seen it. Really? I'm writing, I wrote a heist movie, and I was like, I've seen all the other heist movies. i got to watch Gone in 60 Seconds. My wife loved it. So I was like, yeah, let me... Let me. She hadn't seen it since it opened. I loved it. And I get to see... James Duvall there, yeah. working with Nick Cage. Well, you know, I've been, I was re- I've been really lucky. You know, we were talking about Donnie Darko a little bit earlier and Gone in 60 Seconds. And the way I got involved with those films is I'm a big fan of Jake Gyllenhaal and I'm a big fan of uh, Nicolas Cage. So thanks to those gentlemen, you know, I, you know, I wouldn't be involved with those pictures if it wasn't for them. Well, Geeks gave us, uh, you may have heard Neil Jones on the podcast and he produced a movie called Sushi Girl that you guys all should go and see because it's really cool. Tony Todd's in it. Really cool mind bendy. Uh, it's kind of a cool movie. It's a really cool movie, uh, Geeks gave us. It, it's one of, it, it's awesome and seek it out. It's not well known, but it should be. And you got to work with another legend, Mr. Mark Hamill. I certainly did. One of the highlights of my life to work with Mark Hamill and Noah Hathaway and Tony Todd and Michael Bean, and Danny Trejo, and David Dasmalshin, who was just exploding at the time. Andy McKenzie, who's a powerhouse in it. Uh, of course, you know, even Sonny Chiba. And of course, our sushi girl, Courtney Palm. I mean, I just got really fortunate to work with some of my favorite people growing up. 
So in a weird way, every day I'd show up to set and I'd think, I know who everybody here is except for me. This is amazing. <laughs> I'd forgotten Sonny Chiba was in it, the late Sonny Chiba. Yes. Like, what a legend. Yeah. I don't know if your college experience was like mine, where you're watching the Street Fighter 1 and 2, like, since every weekend. Yeah, since I was a kid and grown up. So when they told me Sonny Chiba was involved in the movie, my head spun. I couldn't believe it. And let, let me, I could tell you that when he showed up, and he was in his 70s when we did that movie, they, they had gifted him a katana, a real katana sword, traditional. And that man moves at 70 faster and more fluid than I've seen any 20-year-old move in my life. In Geekscape, as you know Sonny Chiba, if not from the Street Fighter, which you need to go seek out, but you know him from the Kill Bill movies. And the man is a legend. Absolutely. And, and James, you're working with a ton of legends. Uh, Greg Araki, I, I, I got to get you on the main podcast because I got to just ask you about, I'll just do an hour on like working with Greg Araki and Doom Generation because that is so mind-bendy. That movie, let's just say, when I watched it in high school, I was like, oh, what the fuck? That is a, that is a, yeah. That's perp. That's exactly the response we were looking for. <laughs> James, let's uh, work on getting you on the podcast that, proper, John. okay? I'd love nothing more. I'd love nothing more. So much to share. Geekscapist, I'm here with the Geekscape mainstay, Mr. Tone Rodriguez, the OG Geekscapist from way on back, part of Sam's squad. Yeah, tell me about it. That's crazy. I mean, that's the way back machine, big time. Did you think that we'd still be doing this stuff uh, back in 2007, 2008, when we were doing the Geekscapes back in the day and when my friend Sam was deploying himself on you? You know what? When uh, I'm, Well, no, see, that's the thing. You said, would you think we'd still be doing it? I'm so glad you're not doing it because you would normally... That's not me. Yeah, you would show up in the Speedo, and then you'd want to put your junk as close to my face as possible. So I'm very glad you're not doing that anymore because I couldn't keep a straight face. I don't know if you remember. I was just sitting here laughing my butt off because, again, you're just, again, as, as much as you could, you're, like, right there. Um, I think they have a restroom here. Uh, don't, never say never. I wouldn't, you know, you never know. That would have been such an amazing thing if you showed up with that in the bag and you're just like waiting for people to like ask for them. It's like, oh, thank God you didn't do it. And then boom, you throw up. These could be tearaway pants. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Tone, I've seen you a lot, man. You were at LA Comic Con and now you're here. For somebody who moved away from LA and then moved further away from LA, you're in LA a lot. Uh, well, you know, I'm working with Tony Fleece on the next uh, book, the the Feral book, and so it just makes it easier for us to kind of like be in the same space. Uh, I I work just fine from home, but with Tony, uh, it's it's easier to get notes, direction. If if I kind of go off on a tangent, if he's there, he can kind of like go. Oh, let me see what you got. Oh no no no, let's try this. Um, so the idea was. Uh, with everything that's kind of happened over the last, uh, you know, six months, it was just kind of like easy to, I don't want to say drop everything, but go ahead and basically make time to come back out here for a week, put in, you know, a week to 10 days, then go do whatever I got to do at home or the next show. Cause next week we'll be at Megacon. And then we do that. Then I get home, I'll spend about two weeks there doing my stuff, trying to catch up on the book, and then I come back out for like another 10 days. Well, what's interesting about Stray Dogs, and Tony was on the show talking about the process, how there are two artists on the book, somebody for characters, second person for backgrounds, and how you guys kind of found a rhythm there. Is Farrell done in the same way? Is it a similar team besides you and Tony? The same team? Yeah, it's, a, it's the same uh, team. The, the only difference with this is... 
uh, when I was doing the, the backgrounds for uh, Stray Dogs, um, I, I had to draw everything, but no one ever got to see it. So only Trish got it. Then Trish would take it and then interpret it to make it look like the animation thing that she does. So once, uh, I, I think we got too far into Stray Dogs where Tony was like, well, he should just do all of it, all the backgrounds. So when he pitched us the new book, he was like, okay, that's what we're going to do. What we'll do is we'll just have you do the backgrounds and then Trish will just focus on the animals. So like, um, the, the, the pacing kind of works the same. It, it, it's weird to kind of get started. So like when I started, I was a little freaked out over it because I'm, I, when I'm working on my own thing and I, I know what I'm finishing and doing, I want to make sure everything's on the page, on uh, the digital, however we're doing it. Um, and I don't want there to be any kind of like, uh, like if I know that there's going to be specifically be a, a character in this spot or a word balloon over here, I don't necessarily not want to draw on those spots I want because I want him to have everything. And so the thing is, then Trish gets it, and then she puts the dog's face here, and the word balloon goes here. So a lot of the stuff does still get obstructed, but I'm so paranoid of giving Tony a limited, bare-bones version of what I think we're going to need for fear that he's going to go, no, 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 I need more, I need more. And what if he changes his idea? What if he decides, oh, well, we're going to go with a farther shot or something? So it's, I'm still, like, overdrawing. I'm still overworking. But now that I've seen what Trish is doing, it's made it really easy for me to go, okay, now I got, like, the whole picture. Even though I, can, I, I don't see the animals on the page, I can imagine and I can still give Tony what I feel he needs without overworking the page or underworking the page. So it's good. It's been good. I'm excited for that book. It comes out in March, Geekscapist. If you're a fan of Stray Dogs, you're going to look for Feral. And it is cats during a zombie apocalypse. And it looks awesome. And then Tony's other weird Roger Rabbit through the cartoon weird world that book looks cool, so we're, we'll have Tony on the show to talk about that one. You know what I'm talking about, that one where it's like different genres, and it's like a, a Roger Rabbit, and like the boom, boom is putting it out. Oh, you're talking about uh, Uncanny Valley. Oh, yeah, I've, I saw the pages. I, I, oh, my God, that book looks great. That book looks phenomenal. Tony, um, Tony has some event he's doing uh, next week or the following week where he'll have like preview copies of that and Farrell. So wherever Tony's going to be going, I'm sure he'll promote it. But uh, it's it's going to be crazy. You, those people will be, be the the ones that get the book first. It's it, it, both books look phenomenal. Phenomenal. I'm excited for Unhappy Valley. I'm really excited for, for uh, Uncanny Valley. Like like when somebody doesn't have the human characteristics, they have a Uncanny Valley. Um, it seems like all your collaborators really love working with you. So there's definitely a chance of returning with Tyrese. Correct? Something with Tyrese. You know what? The funny thing about that is um, when I was working with him, he was great. We had finished the book. We had gotten to San Diego, and everything just imploded. There was a lot of like weird ego stuff that was going on, not necessarily with Tyrese. That's, see, that's the crazy thing. Everyone's like, oh, my God, I'm sorry to hear that. No, but one of my buddies who is no longer with us, uh, I don't know what happened. He got to San Diego and to, to use a wrestling vernacular, he went into business for himself. 
like he started taking the meetings. He wasn't at our booth doing the work that we were supposed to do, which was promoting the book. So like I said, again, I realize you know the fucking term, but going into business for yourself, uh, putting himself over, he went ahead, he just went, he disappeared for like the whole show. And so he got pissed. And so the thing was, we finally, uh, at the end of the show, we were at the, what is it, the Hilton across the street? And we're having like a meeting, which turned out to be like a weird like yell fest in the front of the hotel. And T is yelling at everybody. And he's and, and at one point he even like was yelling at me. And I just, I just dead eyed him. I just kept looking at him, waiting for him to finish up. And at one point he realized it's like, hey motherfucker, it's like I'm at the show. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And not only that, I turned to him at one point because he was getting ready to yell again. I said, my job's done. I've done everything I'm supposed to do, and I'm at the show. It's like, I, so once he realized I wasn't going to let him yell at me, that was the end of that. But he continued to yell and bitch and moan about our friend that isn't with us anymore. But it was weird because, but it, 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 that that craziness, him losing his shit over someone else carried on because we still had to like go back because we were going to do more issues of the book. The book sold really well. There's going to be more mayhem. Well, it was supposed to be, but we went back to basically have a, a production meeting with them. And this is, I'm ne- I've never recorded this story with somebody. I was at a point where I, we didn't make any money on the book. Like the book sold really well, but it sold really well for the people who ordered it. So like my uh, meltdown ordered a shit ton of the book, but they had like an exclusive cover that they had set up through uh, the comic book shop or um, through, um, like one of the distributors or something like, like yeah, because like Golden Apple does the same thing. I'm sure Midtown does the same thing. It was, but whatever it was, it was shady. So the numbers didn't show up on our sales because it was all like this. So it was still a sale. It still did really well. But I was just annoyed at this whole thing where it didn't affect the numbers, right? Um, so anyway, we go back to have this meeting and uh, uh, we're going to talk about the book. But we were, I was so broke because, again, the book did really well. We're still waiting for money to come in if it's coming in. I was so broke, I think I had, like, chump change in my pocket to pay for parking. So I put the money in the machine because this is in Hollywood. I don't know what it was. We had 45 minutes. I set up my alarm, and I've like, I have 45 minutes. I'm not going to get a ticket on top of this. So we go inside. He makes us wait for about 10 minutes. He finally comes in. We start talking. And he's still pissed off about San Diego. And then he goes ahead and says something about, uh, I want to renegotiate our deal. And our deal was a partnership. We were 50-50 partners on it. It's like, and not only that, the character was my character. He didn't, he had nothing to do with the design of the character. He was in a portfolio I had. He was going through it and he goes, that's mayhem. That's mayhem. It's like, that's not mayhem. That's that's the, I forgot what the name of the character was, the enforcer. He's like, that's the enforcer. He's like, no, 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 that's my character. That's my guy. And my buddy was like, come, let's let him have it. We'll, we'll do this. Come on, let's do it. So I was like, okay, look, I'm not tied to the guy. It's like, whatever he wants. So it, he had nothing to do with that. This was my character. And now he wants to renegotiate the deal. And we're a 50-50 partner on it, right? So if he does anything with it, where I'm supposed to get 50%. If we do something with it, we get 50%. But now he wants to, because of the, he's pissed off at Will, he wanted to do some sort of negotiation where we got 20 or something. And I'm doing all the work. And he changed the design of the character when he went to the costume. That's oh, that you mean the the costume? Co- oh, dude, don't even get me sorry. I still have a copy of it. 
I have the costume too. I totally have. A, one of the geeks came and sent me the costume, and I'm like, oh yeah, I still have. Every now and then, I dress as Mayhem and I run around. Oh, that's funny. Tony won't let me throw it out. It's at the studio. Tony will not let me throw it out. I have to get it home at some point before I can throw it out. If you do throw it out, I'm replacing it with mine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're, I'm sitting there, and he's telling us he wants to do this, and I'm like, "Dude, there's no way. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit here. I didn't make any money on this thing. I'm not gonna make even less money doing this with you." It's like, "No, no, no." And then all of a sudden, my alarm goes off, and so I go, "All right, well." All right, well, I guess we'll see you later. And in the middle of the meeting, I get up and I start walking away. And Tyrese is looking at me like, dude, what, like, what, what, what's going on? And I said, well, you want us to renegotiate. I have no interest in renegotiating. So I guess we're done. And I never told him that the only reason why I actually left this, the meeting was because of the, the parking meter. He's just looking at me like, this motherfucker, he just got up and left. Like, you're hardballing. You're hardballing, but, but he doesn't know why you're hardballing. There was nothing to heart. I just wasn't going to do it. And he had no interest in not doing it. And then, of course, nothing ever came of it. You know? And, I, you know, I, I messaged him a couple times, like, on social media, especially when he was going through all this stuff with his kid and stuff. Never heard back from him. And it's like, no, it's fine. It's like, I'm good. No problems. I, I Look, if I wanted, I could sit here and tell you a dozen times he would did something crazy or weird. I'm like, man, this motherfucker... I'm not even going to get into it. It's like, that's such old bullshit. It's like, it was an interesting story. It was an interesting project. I'm kind of glad we don't have to go back to it. People ask all the time, though. It's weird. It is weird. I don't get it. Pe the people who love Mayhem, they love Mayhem. I don't. <laughs> well, I'm excited to have you back on the show for a three-hour sit-down about those stories. I'm kidding, dude. I'm kidding. You don't want to share those. Like, oh, dude, I, I'll tell you, it's all sorts of dopey stuff. Oh, my God. It's like, you know, the thing is, I'll do like a Facebook Live thing. I'll just start blah, 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 and then I'll wrap it up, and I'm like, oh, man, I think I talked about this. It's like, ooh, can, can I leave that out there? So instead of like putting it as part of my regular feed, I just leave it for like whoever can see it there, and then it disappears. Yeah, it's like, I'll, look it, I'm not going to talk shit, but if you did some crazy dopey shit at some point and it just comes up in a conversation, it'll just come up. I'm not Again, I'm not gunning for anybody, but like I said, it's like, I uh, I don't have any secrets. I don't have any bullshit. It's like I'll just tell people the truth. <laughs> it's crazy, dude. I do want to hear more. Maybe off the record. Maybe on the record. Who knows? But Tony, I just love seeing you, man. It's good seeing you. I'm so blessed that I've seen you twice in two months. The beginning of December, and here we are at the end of January, and I got two toned. <laughs> two toned. Yeah, that's that's the nickname. Uh, are you doing uh, WonderCon? Probably not going to do WonderCon, but uh, we'll, maybe we'll see. We'll see. Okay, I have no interest in actually doing it. I have no interest in like going at the show. But the book launches the week that, uh, before. Right. You guys got Farrell coming out. Yeah. So maybe I'll be out here. I have no idea. We'll see. Regardless, we're going to promote some Farrell on the show. All right? And we'll get those stories. That No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Very good. Thanks, buddy. It's always good seeing you. All right, so those were our interviews from Pasadena Comic-Con. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we have a brand new in-studio episode next week. Um, but, Heidi, we walked around Pasadena Comic-Con, mm -hmm. met some friends, made some new ones. Yeah. Uh, what were your takeaways, my sweet wife? Aw. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was nice. I, 
I think it kind of made me feel kind of like how I used to feel five, six, seven years ago when I would go to cons and like I'd like to talk to people. Uh, like when I go to the bigger ones now, I'm like so overwhelmed by human energy that I'm pretty exhausted. But at this one, like I sat on a bench and like this really sweet family, they wanted to take a break too. And I was like, come sit with me. And like, I started talking to them and it turned out like they knew f- mutual friends of ours and we made friends with them. And then there was this other guy that was really into anime and, and, um, I started chatting with him, just asking him what he was doing there. Cause I could tell he was like by himself. So like it, it made me want to like be friendly and talk more. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Not that I'm not, I don't know. I just get so tired sometimes. Not that I don't love San Diego and, and, and L.A. But, but people weren't there for the cosplay. They weren't there for the... Yeah, they were kind of there for the for the community more than yeah. they were there to, like, buy the exclusive, meet the celebrity. There were a ton of... There's always a ton of Power Rangers at Scott's <laughs> Oh, yeah, we cons. saw we saw Walter, but we couldn't get to nah, him. He was, was like, so popular. Well, the one interview I didn't get for you, Geekscapists, was Sam Jones Mr. Flash Gordon uh, wanted to, but I'll, I'll, I am going to try. I mean, I would love to have Flash Gordon, obviously, on the podcast. But um, I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope you enjoyed the podcast uh, guests that we got, some former, some new. And uh, let me know who you want to see return to Geekscape. Uh, that's what's helpful. I'm Jonathan at Geekscape.net. I'll take all your feedback, all of that stuff. And Heidi, you wanted to say some more stuff. So what did you say? I was just say? saying we ran into our friend Tyrone. Tyrone Tan yeah the star of entertainment he always does (laughs) he does the red carpet interview he's like the one person that'll interview me on a red carpet for people who aren't familiar with Tyrone because Tyrone hasn't been on Geekscape he should be yeah how how would you describe Tyrone because here's the thing Geekscape is on his social media Tyrone grew up with Leonardo DiCaprio Tobey Maguire like Brian Austin Green, like was, all, all the young Hollywood people. He was there to go say hey to Jeremy Miller, you know. Oh, Jeremy Miller, Miller from Growing, Growing Pains? Pains, yeah. Who I kind of, I've met him before. Should I have gotten him and Tim? That would have been escape? fun. I don't know he anything knows, about Growing Pains, We have Pains, mutual though. friends. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, we could have done it. Oh, Heidi, you should have spurred me to go do that one. Um, I've just never watched Growing Pains as a kid. So Tyrone was on that show China Beach as a kid. I only had only heard of that it show. A, it was like a big thing, a big drama back then. I oh, think. it was like a nighttime drama? Mm-hmm. I think it was like a Vietnam yeah. or Korea Something nighttime like drama. Something like that, yeah. yeah. And he was friends with like Soleil Moon Fry. He still is. Like, yeah, he's still friends with Soleil Moon Fry, who played Punky Brewster. Yeah. I mean, he's just, yeah, he's a child actor. We have a, we have a few friends that are child actors and adults now. But the child actors. thing about Tyrone is he, like, I'm going to describe Leonardo DiCaprio and like, like as like a stratospheric megastar and there are photos of that Tyrone will post of them as kids and then some as most recently as like mm-hmm. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood promotion with Tyrone yeah. and he's just such a sweet humble dude we love Rem- him. remember we invited him to our wedding yeah and he goes do you want me to come to do interviews no <laughs> and I, I was know like, there's he no asked carpet that. at our wedding he thought that was so good. yeah I mean that made me sad. I was like, no, Tyrone, you're going to come as our friend. And yes, was, eat some tacos. Come, yeah, <laughs> come hang out with Matt Kelly. Like, we're, no, mm-hmm. you're our friend. But He was shooting something. He was shooting something, but, but that is where we see Tyrone is on red <laughs> carpets doing the, like, welcome to Hollywood. Like, he's such a, like a, I, I don't know, much love. This episode is dedicated to everybody at Pasadena Comic-Con and Tyrone Tan, yeah. who we love so much. That he, was so nice. Just He passed by. He's Mr. Like, red Carpet to me. To me, it's not, it's not a red carpet without, without Tyrone. Tyrone Tan or Al Ortega on the photography That's, yeah, line. Yeah, those two. Those two guys. Yeah. 
It's not Hollywood. He used to do some red carpet like interviews, didn't Geek- he? Geekscapists know about that. Geekscapists, yeah. if the, if you're new to this, <laughs> you can go all the way back in the to 2006 in the feed and hear my red carpet interviews and all that stuff from places like Guardians of the Galaxy's premiere to we had Jim Carrey, Steve Carell at South by Southwest. All sorts of awesome interviews have been done. <laughs> Why my are you favorite, laughing? Because I'm thinking about the Stanley one where he's doing the <laughs> what station say? identification. And what did he say? Our first time meeting you, Stan. You, you tell them. He says, God bless Stan. Oh, we love Rest him so peace. much. Um, but he said, this is Stan Lee and you're listening to Dickscape. <laughs> which is not, not Dickscape. But uh, we love you Geekscapists. Heidi. Yeah. They should follow you on social medias. If you want. Miss Heidi Cox. Not Miss. Ms. M.S. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mrs. M.I.S.S. Well. You're Mrs. Heidi Cox London. Except you're acting. Miss well, Heidi Cox. I, I'm, I'm Heidi Cox. So. I'm down. Ms. Heidi Cox. Listen, M.S. 2024. I don't need no <laughs> lady to be like. Oh. I don't need anybody to like change their name for me. <laughs> I hyphenate personally. Yeah. Yeah. But like. I don't know. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I lo- London's a cool name. London's it a is. cool name, but you have an acting career. Mm-hmm. You're known as Heidi Cox. There is something to be said for consistency and recognition. Sure. And I, I do not have the <laughs> ego, or not, because it's Hollywood. And who knows, yeah. But my ego does not need my wife to be like, you will take my name. <laughs> if anything, I am Jonathan Cox. No. <laughs> <laughs> For me. I feel like Heidi London sounds weird to me. So Heidi Cox London sounds like yeah. the hyphenated thing. And then I get to keep my middle name. Okay. Too. You sure I shouldn't go Cox? <laughs> Once you go Cox, you Yeah, then I pick get up. Get out of the box. I don't know. I have a master's <laughs> degree, so I could be Cox Master. <laughs> London loves Cox as Casper Van Dien. That was the hashtag you made for our wedding. That's yeah. just wonderful. I'm so glad that hashtag didn't catch on. But but Geekscapus, <laughs> London does love Cox. Aww. And I love you back. I love you too, sweetie. Gross. And you guys can go vomit yeah, you guys now. Like, Sorry. Like, what the f-? No, no, geeks. Please. If you're a long-time Geekscapist, you know this stuff. But if you're new, well, maybe hashtag relationship goals, as the kids say. Mm. Uh, Geekscapus, love you so much. I will talk to you next week on Geekscape and uh, Geekscape Forever. Excelsior. Don't hate, create. (laughs) Peace. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.